Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What's going on, investors? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. Uh, we are on to episode 46, where we're going to talk about uh, some different market moves, what I'm buying, what we bought for the investment challenge, uh, how that's going, and what we're looking to buy for week three. We're also going to be looking at what the uh, the Fed is coming out and saying right now, and a bunch of different market news that's uh, that's going on out there. And uh, might even get into a bit of a rant uh, just with some of the news coming out and things that are going on. A lot of different misdirection from a lot of different people. I kind of want to clear the air about some of that. But uh, first off, uh, the week two investment challenge was closed and we uh, went ahead and bought $200 worth of Ford stock on Webull, where you can do fractional shares. So we went ahead and took advantage of that, bought uh, eight point something shares at 2390-ish yesterday morning, uh, around uh, 11.30, 12 o'clock. And uh, so that's, uh, I haven't even checked for today. I'll, I'll take a look real quick. But yeah, that one went well. The uh, the NVIDIA stock that we bought week one has been on quite the decline here. Uh, yeah, we're up a little bit on Ford, 24.28. So we're up a couple percent. Uh, so that's uh, that's doing all right. But Monday morning was rocky. Uh, we were down, you know, NASDAQ was down about two and a half percent. It was a bloodbath out there. It was not the way I wanted to start the week. But, um, you know, that that being said, it, uh, it started rebounding. We got some some positivity. I think I, I might have closed up a fraction of a percent versus being down almost two percent of my uh, my brokerage for the day. And uh, that definitely is not a fun sight to see. Uh, especially when you don't have too much to to do a whole bunch of buying. I did do some buying uh, other than that Ford stock yesterday. Let's take a look at what I bought here. I know it was all really gross stocks that I was really looking to uh, take advantage of uh, because those are still getting beat down. Like the, uh, the ARC funds being down 50, 60%. Some of those names are down even more. It, it's just been a bloodbath out there with uh, some of the Fed talks, but let, let's take a look here. So uh, yesterday I was buying Neo, Matterport, ABML, bought some DraftKings, PayPal, Salesforce, uh, more Neo in the, in the 28 range, uh, Enphase at 138, DraftKings at 25 and a quarter, uh, more CrowdStrike and, uh, that, uh, yeah, that was it. Sold a little bit of Raytheon. So I'm really shifting towards these growth stocks. They are getting beat down to the point that, uh, I feel they're just a lot of them are getting too cheap to ignore. And really, that's where some of this rant comes in. I, I feel like a lot of these people, a lot of these professionals out there, um, they'll flip flop so quick on a specific name. For example, uh, Jim Cramer, Mad Money. I listen to the show fairly regularly. I'll, I'll follow it up on I'll listen to the podcast. So I do listen to that. Uh, I normally can't watch at night. So the, the podcast works for me throughout the day. A couple months ago, he's buy SoFi, buy SoFi and 14, $15 range, buy it all up. And it had a nice run. You know, he was really pumping it up. 
Um, and now when it drops back down to that same range again, he says, you know, can't touch it. You know, don't touch it. This is not the market for it. Um, but it was the same situation a few months ago when interest rates were looking to, to be uh, brought up from the Fed. They were looking to do all the, the different sales. You know, SoFi hasn't changed. None of these stocks have, have materialistically changed. But yet you've got these people that are saying it's just not the right environment. While it might not be the right environment, it's at the right price. And I think if you've got a long enough time frame, don't don't worry about the news of the Fed that uh, you know these are going down. They're already there. They are already beat up. As you know, they they might they might go down more. But I, I think when you check back in five years, if you're a long term investor, you're going to thank yourself that you bought these dips because some of these prices, you know, Matterport at fifteen. And SoFi in the 12s, uh, you know, Neo in the, you know, $28, $29 range. I, I think they're definitely sales that I don't want to miss. And for that reason, I did do some selling of other stocks that do pay dividends in order to roll that money into these names that I want to build my position in. This is the time. This is the place where I want to add to these names because of this big drawdown that they've had. Uh, you know, like I said, 40, 50, 60 percent in some of these names. And even in the ARC names, and they're they're buying uh, they're buying more on on a daily basis. You can go on the ARC investment website and see what they're buying. It's it's public knowledge. You can go on there, take a look, see what their moves they're making. Now, I don't necessarily like all the names that they hold. Um, some of them just aren't for me. I do own ARC. I bought more ARC G yesterday. The uh, the genomics fund in my IRA. I think that one has a. Uh, a good runway to some greatness here in the next five, 10 years. And I'm going to hold that, uh, for that time frame. I'm not, I'm not looking to sell it. Um, when it goes up a couple percent, that's not what I'm in this one for. I want that long-term growth and I'm really willing to wait this one out, uh, for some of these names that are doing the, the gene editing and things that are going to make, um, different therapeutics that are going to make our lives better and easier in the long term. Uh, companies that are really on the cusp of doing greatness. Uh, I really want to be in them before. So for me, this is a time of accumulation. It's a time that you should be looking at things that are beat down while everyone else is telling you not to and and pick your battles. You know, Pick the names that you really feel are going to do better in five, 10 years. Pick the names that are, are going to be able to survive and still be that number one player that keep innovating, that keep uh, looking for ways to grow their revenue, grow their uh, their growth, and you want that those companies that are returning that uh, that compound annual growth rate, the CAGR or CAGR, as a lot of people will say, you want to see these numbers increasing. You want to see that path that shows you that they've got a way to make you more money in five to 10 years. Now, I know on the ARC funds, a lot of people said, oh, you know, it was just that blip from COVID. They took off. Uh, now they're, they're selling off. It's not sustainable. But you know, when you look at names like DocuSign or Teladoc or, you know, pick another name out of their portfolio, uh, Tesla even, they have a bright future ahead of them. I, I think forever we are going to be changed from COVID in the way that Teladoc or DocuSign is going to be a key player in that new normal. And uh, when you don't want to go to the doctor to, to get a prescription, you can use Teladoc. Or if you don't want to go in and sign a paper, you can use DocuSign. Now, I feel like that's going to be the way of the future. And we're going to use lean on technology, Internet of Things far more than we have in the past. And uh, 
all these companies are set up to be in the right place at the right time. Now, like I said, not all of them are my favorite um, names in the uh, in the ARK K funds, but like I said, go on there, see what they're buying, see what names work for you, and look at these oppor- you know, at these big dips as an opportunity to build a position that is going to pay you 10, 20x over the next 10 years uh, and really pick your battles, pick your spots, do your research. But for me, this is the time that you really need to, to hunker down, do your, uh, do your homework and find these names that you want to buy at a discount before they run up 30%. And you're like, oh, I missed it. You know, I, I was looking at that one, but I, I just didn't put in the time. Do it now. Uh, there, there's no reason that you shouldn't be looking or listening or finding out more about the names that you feel that are going to really pay you better than, uh, you know, just putting your money in the S&P and take some risk. If you have that risk uh, tolerance, add it into your portfolio, even a small piece and, and let that ride or let it grow. And hopefully in five, 10 years, you know, you made a good pick uh, and obviously monitor it throughout. Look at the quarter reports, make sure those numbers, those revenue numbers are still looking good. The sales are good. And ultimately, plan your battles, but now's the time to go ahead and uh, really take that deep dive in order to buy these dips when we are down those uh, those drastic percentages that we were talking about. But uh, so, yeah, uh, Powell ultimately said earlier today that uh, they are looking to basically do whatever to um, make sure that inflation comes back down. They're willing to throw Uh, the whole kitchen sink at it in order to get these numbers into a place where it's uh, more of that average number that we're looking at, that two and a half, three percent on an inflation rather than some of the numbers that we've been seeing, seven, eight percent, bring them back down to a normal. Um, And now we also see that the uh, the Treasury bill, the 10 year has been rising. It's about one point eight percent. Now, if you're not familiar with the Treasury uh, the T-bills, it's basically a loan to the federal government and they have a time range on them. So there's a, a one year, two year, up to 30 years. And uh, when these treasuries rise, you know, it's at 1.8%. There's more of an appetite for people to buy them uh, to get that 1.8% because it's backed by the government rather than put their money in stocks. So as that, uh, that percentage rises, more people are going to run to the treasury bill. And as it goes lower, when it was at 1.2, not as many people wanted that. So they were going to stocks in order to get more yield. Uh, But now as the the T-bill rises, as that uh, yield rises, more people are going to want it. So it's just going to be a uh, a give and take. And some of that money is going to come out of stocks and go into T-bills and, you know, vice versa as things kind of ebb and flow in and out. Um, But yeah, that, that also makes money more expensive for these growth companies to really borrow and the, the cost of money is going to be more expensive. So it is a bit of a tougher um, outlook for growth stocks. But as all these uh, different things, all the, the rate hikes get baked in, we're going to have uh, a bottoming in the growth stocks. And we're really going to be buying. You know, That's when we really want to buy them is when they bottom out. And then as that, uh, that T-bill comes back down, that's when these growth stocks are going to start taking off. That's what we're we're really planning for and betting on, and that's really why I'm I'm loading up on as many growth stocks as I can right now. So for me, I was buying the Dow stocks when everyone else was buying growth and while growth was running, 
And now that the the Dow stocks are, you know, rising faster, like I said, some of the names are up 20, 30, 40% on the Dow side and the growth stocks or NASDAQ names have done the opposite. So now I'm trying to buy that discount and wait for that, uh, that run up and I'll just kind of keep rotating uh, as I see fit in order to build my uh, portfolio and my positions into the, the right size and risk tolerance where I want it and ultimately to get to that path to financial freedom that I'm looking for. Uh, so hopefully that uh, makes some sense to you on uh, what T-bills are doing, what the Fed's doing, uh, why I still am buying growth stocks. And, you know, I'm still in these these Dow names or these, uh, you know, stable blue chip names. And I still want those to pay me those dividends. Um, you know, just yesterday morning or this morning, I got paid from Altria. So that it went ahead and bought more shares of Altria that I didn't have to put any any new money, any money out of pocket into. It just automatically reinvested those dividends. So I bought about another four shares just based off of that dividend. So, you know, that's really nice when I don't have to take money out of my pocket to build these positions. They're just kind of growing by themselves. That snowball effect is real. It does work and uh, it will continue to uh, buy more of it until I actually need the money. Maybe when I retire, I turn off the uh, the dividend reinvestment. And then I live off of those dividends. Like I've said before, that's my uh, that's my game plan. I want these growth stocks to grow to a number to where I can roll them into dividend stocks and then live off of those dividends. And ultimately, that's my game plan. So uh, the growth stocks will help me get to that portfolio size that will ultimately pay me enough to live off of. We're not there yet, but uh, you know, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you know, hopefully 10, 15 years, I'll be at that point where I can, uh, you know, kind of ease off and live off of those dividends and, uh, you know, find a, a smooth path to retirement. But uh, that's, like I said, that's what my, my hopes and prayers are. That's why I'm here and hope that I can show you a different path to, uh, you know, your financial freedom as well. So I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. All right, we are back here. Uh, so I'm looking at this Webull app and, uh, you know, I've got the, the shares of Ford, 8.5 shares of Ford up, uh, two and a quarter percent. And, uh, Nvidia is currently down from last week, about 9%. And I've got some Bitcoin in there. That's down about 12%. Fit was like $50 worth of Bitcoin. And now it's 4360. Um, one thing I do want to say real quick is Webull is doing a promotion where uh, if you sign up, if you use my link, you will get uh, six free shares of a randomly generated stock. It will be worth uh, between three and $3,000 per share uh, for a total possible uh, free sign-on bonus of $18,000. Uh, minimum, though, is uh, $18. So just for signing up and depositing, I think it's like 10 bucks you are automatically getting these free stocks and uh, they will be deposited into your Webull account. Uh, I've done it. It works. You know, I hadn't had any issues with it. I didn't get anything uh, crazy. Most of them were four or five. I think I got a couple $8 stocks. But uh, like I said, you get free stocks. And uh, if you use my link, I think I get two free stocks as well. Maybe it's one right now. I'm not too sure about that. But uh, if you're looking for a spot to do some trading, or, uh, or long-term investing with fractional shares, uh, I definitely do recommend uh, using Webull. It uh, has been working well for this investing challenge also with that, that $200 a week. 
they don't have auto deposit, which I don't really like, but uh, all it all it does is, you know, you click deposit when you want uh, versus rather on E-Trade. You know, I do uh, automatic deposits every Thursday on one account and every Monday on another account. And for me, that's a little bit easier. I don't have to think about it. And I mean, like on the, the Weeble app, like for the investing challenge, I know that it's I've got my own reminders set pretty much. But uh, on the E-Trade thing, it's nice to just have that money come in and I don't even have to think about it. So um, invest in yourself before you even, you know, think about anything else, you know, plan for your retirement and have that money set aside, ready to roll when uh, you see a value out there, something that you want to buy. Then you're ready to do it with that money that is automatically deposited on E-Trade. So both links are in the description. Uh, We still got some problems in the crypto market. Uh, I think I got the uh, the story on uh, Kazakhstan wrong the other day. I think there's more of a, a story there rather than just infrastructure. I heard some talks about Russia uh, being in Kazakhstan. So uh, I think there's a little bit more going on over there. And we're, we're trying to get through this downturn in the market. Um, you know, like I said, Kazakhstan apparently does 18% of the mining in crypto and when all their power and the the problems are going on over there, it's going to affect the amount of crypto that's being made. Ultimately, you would think that would shorten the supply and demand would uh, kind of remain constant. But I, I feel like we've, we've had a little bit of a pullback in uh, some of the buying from some of the news that's going on and some of the problems that are uh, out in the streets over there that... Uh, ultimately we don't have any control over so right now i'm just riding this wave um as i've said before winter's a bit hard for me especially in the early half you know right now we just got off of a a pretty heavy week of snow removal so that money will start coming in and you know a month and a half probably for me they are tend to be a little bit slower on paying some of these bills but once that money comes in i'll have a little bit more capital to invest but right now, I'm kind of in a holding pattern until uh, some of these these invoices get paid. So that's just part of the problem of running your own business. You're always waiting for someone to get uh, get paid. Obviously, I got to pay other people to to do some work. So for me, I, I can't really take too much advantage of what's going on right now. I got a lot of other priorities, and I'm kind of just keeping to my minimums right now and getting that investment going. But uh, you know, my crypto space, I'm, I'm kind of got that on hold. Um, until a little bit more money comes in. So that's what's going on with me there. But know that if you are in the crypto space, there are some great deals to be had out there right now. I think Cardano broke 120. And that that 120 line has been a uh, kind of a, a line in the sand that it normally kind of flirts with, comes back down to, and then it'll shoot back up. Um, you know, even like Polkadot and Polygon, they're, they're all breaking to some new new lows, recent lows, Solana also, um, but Bitcoin and Ethereum have, uh, have also fallen. So if you're into the big ones, those are there. There's also the other smaller cap coins that uh, certainly have seen their fair share of sell-off. So that uh, is all out there for you to take advantage of. But uh, right now, we are on the, uh, the week three challenge here, where we are putting $200 in a week into one of the names that people pick or vote on in the uh, the group, the Let It Grow Investing page. And this week we've got uh, PayPal, Visa, Coinbase, Affirm, and Square. Uh, and like I said, a lot of these names are growth names. Obviously, some are more growth-oriented than others. Um, looking at Affirm and Coinbase probably being the, the two riskiest right now. 
and the uh, followed by PayPal and Square. And then Visa, I would say, would be the less risky of those choices. But uh, PayPal did just come out, or uh, I guess it leaked some information that uh, they are looking to develop a, uh, a crypto coin that will be used on their platform. It'll be a stable coin, and it will be backed by hard assets uh, like gold in order to um, basically have their crypto transactions and have their coin be backed by something other than uh you know, foreign paper. A lot of times, uh, some of these cryptos have been looked at as not being stable, even though they're called stable coins because of what backs them up. If it's, uh, you know, Chinese money or Russian money or wherever these coins are being backed up from and whoever's doing lending in order to get uh, those coins uh, financially backed, there's always been that risk of, well, what if Russia defaults or what if China defaults and they can't pay for these different uh, losses, you know, what, what's the consequence there? So now if, if PayPal were to come out with it and people are using it on their platform um, as a stable coin and have it backed by gold or hard assets, that would certainly protect it a lot more. It would do a lot of good things for the crypto space. It would certainly do a lot of good things for PayPal as far as I'm concerned, because it would be a leader in that industry. Everyone's trying to rush to get into this industry. Uh, I want to see it done correctly. I want to know that my money's safe. And ultimately, I want to know that there's a path to um, a financial future with these coins. Um, I don't want to get off of the dollar and then have all your money, all your crypto coins fall to garbage should uh, they not be backed properly. And ultimately, that's where we're trying to get to. And I have said before that I, I use the USDC, that USDC stablecoin. Uh, in order to do some trading and protect some of my crypto when things fall, I will sell my crypto into USDC in order to protect it and then rebuy when these prices fall. It's kind of a strategy I've been using for a while that has helped me add to my positions without actually adding more money. I will just trade out of them and buy at a lower price point in order to add to my uh, my Ethereum position or even my Bitcoin position at a lower price. So when it was up to, you know, Bitcoin was up to 67,000 ish, I did sell a little bit. Um, Ethereum between 42 and 4,600 I was selling and then bought back down in the 37 range. Um, so that, there's a lot of different strategies out there. But if PayPal comes out with this coin, uh, I think overall it will help them. It will show them as a leader in this industry. And I don't think they're going to have their their lunch eaten by some of the crypto companies, you know, Coinbase or Gemini or Voyager or, you know, pick another one that's, you know, looking to interrupt or disrupt all of these payment plays. And ultimately, I, I think that Visa and MasterCard are going to follow suit. They're going to have to do something to work with crypto or work with Web3. So the DeFi and all the different uh, players in that space don't run away with all their market share ultimately um you know visa and mastercard uh, american express and you know some of the other big card players have had a long-term hold on that market and i think they they have to play along with some of these different changes in technology to not have their business their their core business disrupted as uh things go forward so you know go ahead and, and do a little bit of research on what's going on out there Look at uh, some of the different changes that PayPal and Visa are looking to do 
And ultimately, we've got this decision to make this week. And this one will close uh, on Saturday. That way I can record Sunday morning. But PayPal, Visa, Coinbase, Affirm, and Square are the choices. Um, I've said before, I'm, I'm good with any of the choices. Uh, I know ultimately, I think if we want to really have outsized uh, gains for this account for this year, we've got to take some risk. And, uh, you know, I already said which ones I think are risky, but I am good with any of these. They've all pulled back. Even even Visa has pulled back in the last uh, week or so. I think they had hit about 220 and some change. And well, right now they're 214. Yesterday they had dropped, I think, down in the. Let's see. Let me see the uh, about about 207. So, you know, they had pulled back. Uh, a good bit, and they're certainly off of their highs from uh, back in July. They were at 252. Uh, so I definitely think there is some room for upside on this one. But uh, like I said, the other ones have uh, more room to run, in my opinion. Uh, I've covered the upside on these, but Visa, 24%. And I think I had it written down. Yeah, Visa's got 24% of upside. Square, 95% of upside. Coinbase, 73% of upside. Affirm, 102 uh, or PayPal at 42%, uh, potential upside. If you listen to the analysts, uh, I think a lot of those targets are fair. They've already, some of them have already touched these different numbers over the summer and they've sold off. So I definitely think they could retest those highs and possibly break through with some good news and, uh, some different help from the, uh, from the government, from, you know, positive news feeds and just some different catalysts to get them going in the right direction. Uh, you know, if we have a resurgence in people wanting to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum, I definitely think that Coinbase could do well. So ultimately, uh, take a look at what we got, uh, make your choices and make your, your vote count so we can get a uh, an accurate uh, poll for this week. I would definitely like to see some more votes on there. It's pretty, pretty slim pickings at the moment. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking at it, but not a lot of people are voting. I'm, I'm not too sure why that is, but uh, make sure your vote is heard. And uh, also make sure you check out the links in the description for the different uh, promotions that are out there. Uh, but I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care and uh, let's get out there and stay invested. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.